Alright. Hello. And welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Today it is we are getting right into the home stretch of Beast Machines, at least the final trilogy of episodes. Beginning with Endgame Part One, the downward spiral. So, uh, are all of them named after, like, semi-90s rock albums? Sadly, no. The next part is not called, uh, Nevermind. <laughs> That's the one I was gonna go with, too. Nevermind. I don't know. Oh, David. I, the Black Album? Sure, why not? Or was that the bad one? I, I would Tragic probably say... Kingdom. I would probably Man, say Tragic Kingdom album. would actually be kind of a great uh, name for a Beast Machines episode. Oh, yeah. That would be. Damn. Wow. It, it would be a lot better than 10, which would just not be that great an episode title at all. <laughs> no. So, yeah, this is... an episode number. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is episode number 24 out of 26. Directed by Michael Reeves, who uh, previously wrote uh, two previous episodes of Beat Machines and the big broadcast of 2006. Yay! And yeah, so we uh, we open with drones. Yay! So many drones. Begun the running? drone war has. <laughs> yes. Yes, there's a distinct return to running in this episode. <laughs> yes. yes, and we're back in a Viacon factory again, so it's time to uh, break out the powerhouse. It would go well with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Megatron is making. He's you know he's building drones, and as soon as they roll off the uh, assembly line, they are headed for an attack on the big floating head. But uh, Megatron is, you know, still a little peeved at being stuck in a football with arms. (laughs) It it does continue to have really, really good animation, though. It looks super evil. It's great. Yes, it it emotes brilliantly. Yes, but he does need a new body, and there's no time to design a new one, so he needs one. The one that's already... He needs a, a template. And as he's poking through his files, he finds one. And one that is deliciously ironic. Yes. He he needs a redeco. Yes. They don't it's have not time. Even really a redeco when we see it. Yeah, oh, that's true. We'll get to it. Yeah, it, but they don't have true. time to design a new toy, so they <laughs> he needs to use a redeco. That's right. And uh, we'll, we'll keep this one under wraps because it's not immediately apparent. Yeah. And it is a cool reveal when it shows up. <laughs> yeah. So we. That, so well, it raises in. some weird questions too. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll I guess yeah, we won't be able to answer those yet. Okay, so we uh, we zoom in from the Sparquarium to the Maximals, and we get a really it's a really neat sense of scale here because this Sparquarium is huge. <laughs> yeah, as you would expect from having the bowling ball sized souls of an entire planet crammed into a big tank. Two tanks. It's a double decker tank. Yeah, it's it's like an hourglass. Yeah, it's it's like in an aquarium where they'll have a real nice big setup with like I don't know a whale shark or something. Oh yeah, it makes boy it makes me uh, feel like uh, a diet a diet coke and some Dippin' Dots. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Silverbutt and Ice Cream are trying to tell Primal that you know we got to get these sparks back into bodies, 
uh, Primal is all, you know, we can't let Megatron capture them again, because then we're just back at square one. So yeah, they've, they've fixed the defense grid so that uh, Megatron can't just go in and tentacle assault them like last time. Botanica changed that... the passwords, is what it comes down yes. to. <laughs> yes. Uh, everybody, the password is no longer Megatron rules one, two, three. Yes, it is now Megatron sucks with an X, four, five, six. <laughs> He'll never guess it. Brilliant. <laughs> So Primal says, you know, what we have to do is reformat the planet. And Cheetor, understandably, says, ah, how? Yeah. <laughs> Literally how? Like, yeah. Are, are you also going to hack the planet, like in Hackers? <laughs> <laughs> They're trashing our rights, man. They're trashing our rights. Uh, and truly, yeah, Megatron, you are the Fisher the Stevens of, uh, of Cybertron. Uh, this this talky scene is directed a little different, or more noticeably. Like, there's a lot of neck bobbing while they're talking in in these like talking head scenes. Yeah, that that is interesting. And then everybody sort of walks with their arms sort of up. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's the neck bobbing because like almost every shot where they're discussing all this is like just a head and shoulders, and everybody's wiggling their neck around like crazy. Well, this is uh, directed by Angela Stevenson, who is the... This is the only episode she's directed. Hmm. Although she edited a bunch of Beast Wars episodes. Hmm. Yeah, but would that even be Maybe directing? Maybe this is why it's the only one she directed. W- wouldn't that be like the animators, yeah. unless she told them, like, make everybody wiggle their heads more? I mean, I, I think that would be weird direction. This That'd be possible. a thing the animators... I'm not entirely sure how direction works with animation, to be entirely honest. Yeah. At that point, neither was mainframe. No. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. This is possible. You know, they had a lot on their plate. They were making this. I'm pretty sure they were also making that third season of Reboot around this time. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, uh, they had uh, yeah, Shadow Raiders slash War Planets. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, possibly Planeties. also Weirdos. Oh, I think they were ramping oh. up to Weirdos. Did that, did that even air in the States? No. I'm not sure it did. I don't. Wait. It I, was on a lot here, and it was always terrible. I think I at least saw a commercial for it, but I don't remember it ever actually airing. So it might have been one of those things okay, that was like, it was, it was on for a couple episodes, and like, nope, no ratings, so they canceled it in America. Oh, like that mummy cartoon that may or may not exist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hooray, <it>. callbacks. <laughs> Continuity. Gotta, gotta, it's, we're like Beast Machines. you got to watch every episode in sequence. <laughs> yeah. We won't uh, catch up on all our subplots. Alright, so, yeah, primarily sure that, you know, the Oracle will provide, because the Oracle always provides, even when it seems to not be providing, like letting Megatron download it. Yeah, that's that's one of those working in mysterious ways things that's really just hand-waving things not actually making sense. Faith is weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. Especially when it's so robot. yeah, they they can't turn the weapons on because only Megatron can turn them on, and also we're under attack from hundreds of drones. Mm. Yay! So Good job. once more, it is time for Rattrap to try and sell everybody on his goddamn pogs. <laughs> <laughs> but this time they do something new. Yes, every time these things have a new gimmick, and this time they actually make other make you see 
make other people see you as a different person. It's just considering how much they're pushing it, it's like this was a play action toy that should have been on shelves. I know. They, uh, I, I do like that, uh, when he demonstrates it, he makes everybody see him as Black Rachnia, and Silverbolt looks very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's wondering about what he was doing last night, and like, you know. And not yeah. to mention, I mean, we know what kind of uh, hollow chips he got, uh, he uh, <laughs> built these from. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Suddenly we are all creeped out. Oh. I mean, knowing Rat Trap, he's just watching Day of the Triffids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they've. Uh, so we decide. So they decide. You know, we gotta. We gotta buy us some time to come up with something. So Silverbolt, Black Rackney, and Night Scream uh, get pooped out by the head in little uh, Kinder Surprise eggs. <laughs> no, no. Yes. They're saying landing pods from DBZ. Ooh. That works. So yeah, the the drones shoot down the pods, but hey, they were fake. Oh. Yeah, Obsidian figures, oh hey, it's it's, it's a trick. And he gets tagged with a disc. They they do the thing where, you know, he shoots a bunch of Maximals, but it turns out they were his own drones. And the uh, poor copter drone. Oh, they're just so scared. He's so scared. Yeah, he kills three quarters of them. So the the one guy who's left remaining is clearly terrified. Again, <laughs> non-sentient drone. Yeah. <laughs> so cute, though. And there is a really great shot where, uh, you know, Obsidian has figured this out. Radio's Thrust to say, Thrust, the Maximals are up to something. Uh, then we cut to Thrust, who has just murdered a, <laughs> a ton of cycle drones. All, Good uh, job. You think? <laughs> And so the Mac, yeah, so the Maximals then get chased uh, by Stryka, who has uh, done this before and is not fooling for it again. And once, mo- because this is beach machines, when all else fails, run and then also go into the sewers. <laughs> yes, it, it'll always work out. Yes. So Primal Radio Silverbolt says, you know, we've got to, uh, you got to get back before we raise the shields. And Silverbolt says, you know, you gotta gotta raise those shields anyway. And so he does. And then a bunch of drones just run into the shield. <laughs> Yay, drones. Good job. Good job, drones. Mega head bug zapper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also, uh, at this point, Stryka has fallen victim to one of the shields and is just skating around, chasing thrust. <laughs> I, I like her skating. I like her skating a lot. I really, it looks neat. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, it's more interesting than just having her run around. Yeah. On unconvincing feet. Yes, I mean, she has, also has weird tires for feet, so it would look weird. And actually, since, uh, Silverbolt is the only one of the new characters this season who has conventional, like, Obsidian constantly hovers, uh, Botanica has that weird hover stump. (laughs) Yeah. Like skirt, yeah. That, that Morticia Adams skirt that yes. she covers with. And uh, uh, Stryka has her weird skating. And then I guess uh, Savage Noble was a quadruped. Yeah. yeah. Except when he was a wyvern. 
except when he was not. And then he had two legs, but did not, which is weird, because most dragons do not have two legs. He was an interesting design. Yes. Generally, the new character designs this season have been good. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they've they've got the shields going, and unfortunately, uh, Rattrap chooses this time to learn that he forgot to water Botanica. (laughs) (laughs) But no, she's actually... uh, I guess the energy shield cuts her off from the planet's organic core. Yeah, like, yeah, like so she requires some sort of ambient energy to be existing. I, I don't know. Well, that she, was sort she's, of she's like Aquaman. If he dries out, he dies. If she, I, I suppose. If she, yeah. But it's like it's like it's weird. It's like this hasn't come up before. And how does it work? It's I not mean, like I guess it hasn't had an opportunity to come up before. I I think the thing really should have been that not that she was outside of the shields, but or that she was inside the shield because that would imply that it was some sort of ambient energy. The problem is that she was up in the air for a long period of time off the ground. Yeah, because when she if they'd done that, it would have made more sense that that it was over time. But it's just. Turn the shield on, yeah. she starts to get sick. It's She's the most inconvenient druid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I guess, uh, you know, since given that her previous job was, you know, starship captain, she's now out of a job. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing she likes her new, dro- her new job hmm. of, you know, being a gardener. Yes. So Rat Trap's all, you know... They have to get her out of there, you know, preferably in one of those, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z pods. But <laughs> they can't because if they lower the shields for even a second, they'll just get shot to pieces. Oops. So yeah, Silverbolt, uh, Black Ranking, and Night Scream are still trapped outside, and they decide, you know, well, we're stuck here. We might as well cut off the drones at the source. Ooh. And so they they go and attack this. Uh, this factory, they find Megatron there. He uh, hilariously no-sells all their attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, it's, it's so adorable to see Megatron at the diagnostic drone doing that, and then going, don't you ever get tired of losing? Being so smug <laughs> yes. for this floating football. <laughs> yes. yes. And okay. I guess it just goes to show that Megatron is uh, you know, really good at uh, using other people's bodies. Hint, hint. <laughs> Ho ho! That's uh, that's foreshadowing, son. <gasps> oh man, foreshadowing! But anyway, Night Scream has uh, fortunately bamboozled him with another one of Rat Trap's pogs, <laughs> uh, which distracts him long enough that he can blast some sort of control console, which then glows red. Sure. And then explodes. Whatever. The, the factory's yeah. blown up. The the Warner Brothers music stops playing. <laughs> uh, back on the giant head, Rattrap is still keeping it going with the plant puns. Uh, Just this this is not the time or the place, Rattrap. No, You're, it's not. It's, it's a really bad time because Botanica is sick and she's getting more translucent. And, and emotional plant puns, no, no. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. Just she she has a name, Rat Trap. Stop calling her Sprouts. <laughs> and he's you know, he's he's awful like 
dramatic about this for someone who hated her at the beginning of the previous episode. I guess we don't know how much time has passed. Maybe they've been conducting a torrid and probably gross affair. Uh, uh. Well, if there's two things that accurately describe anything related to Rat Trap, it's torrid and gross. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so he he comes up with a with a plan to even though Optimus Primal specifically warns him not to do it, yeah. where he's gonna put a he's gonna put her in a in another pod like uh, like Spock at the end of Rathacon, <laughs> and then put a doodad on it that will futz with the shield frequency so it'll just slip through. Sure, sure. It's it's basic Star Trek logic. Primal tells him specifically do not do this because of the, if the Viacons find out we are boned. Yeah. It's sort of... I don't know. I feel like old Primal would have been very much the, you know, no maximal left behind sort. I mean, I I can see where Primal is coming from on this one, though. I mean, since it is not only them, but also, you know, billions of people whose souls Megatron will eat. Oh, there's that, too. Stakes are higher, even if the action is sort of similar to what we got back in Beast Wars. These are the cold equations. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. So I I can see where Primal is coming from, but obviously I can also see where Rattrap is coming from. Yeah. Even though they haven't done... This has not been as established as they would probably like. Yeah. Just, well, they only had 13 episodes this season, I guess. Just look. Yeah. We, we gotta make a decision. Astro Train is gonna run over somebody. Either it's running over all of us or just one of us. <laughs> oh, no. The Astro Train problem. No! Can I just push a fat guy in front of him? Like Bulkhead? <laughs> Aww. Hey, we don't bulkhead. have a fat guy in the show Aww. anymore. Well, we never really had a fat guy. We, we had Rhinox. He was... Kind of a fat guy, sort of. Right, he was always more of like the big guy. He's the big jolly guy. That that that's the category. That is the bulkhead category, kinder. I mean, we don't really have. We don't. I mean, there are not in general a lot of fat transformers. No, but it, it's it's the character type, the the big, strong, usually jolly guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess I thought of him as more like of like a roadblock. Yeah. Or or like okay. a Terry Crews. Yeah. Well. The, in the same category, that the big, either big fat guy or big strong guy. It's it's a standard category in robot anime. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm I guess I'm thinking somebody along the lines of like uh, Futurama's fat bot. <laughs> <laughs> I I was thinking I was thinking Hunk from Voltron because I really like that new Voltron series. Oh. I've got to try that. I hear oh. it's good. It, it is. I like. I did not care at all about anything to do with Voltron, but everyone said it was good, and they were correct. It was good. So, so finally, you know, Rattrap. He does this. She gets through. The pod gets shot down, but luckily, the rest of the Maximals save her. And as soon as she gets out of this thing, she returns to full vitality. And they they switch to uh, they switch to Silverbolt. Watching her penetrate the ground with her tendril, her tentacle roots. And, and I don't know why they had to, to go to him watching this and being kind of disturbed, uh, but they, they went oh, to him. 
he yeah, hurts. she she gets out of it, and then like her root tentacle things go into the ground. Oh yeah, and we're seeing over Silverbolt's shoulder. That I don't know. What it cuts to Silverbolt's reaction shot. Huh. I don't know. So anyway, they... yeah, hear me out. I, I'm just gonna bring it up for once, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, she's trying to rekindle that relationship. <laughs> Sometimes you have to exhort to desperate measures. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, they have to they have to book it because here comes Megatron, who was unsurprisingly not blown up with that in that factory, with a bunch of drones, and sure enough. Megatron finds the doodad on this pod. Yep. And he figures out what its dealio is. Yep. Because Megatron's very good at what he does. Yeah. He's a smart guy when the writers write him as a smart guy. So the the drones now have the codes and they're just shooting right through these shields and this giant head is getting busted to hell. Aww. Aww. And Primal almost immediately figures out what Rattrap's done. and But what he did... I did what I had to. Mm. You know what? That you you blew it, Rat Trap, but you're owning it. I I I approve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least there's that. You got some dignity. Yeah. And you know, Primal kind of understands. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's nothing they can do. They can't change the polarity of the shields at this point. So they use Rat Trap used the last of their power to erect a, a stasis field around the uh, the Sparkquarium. <laughs> and then this that includes the power to the anti-gravity units so this head just crashes and it's a really cool crash scene yeah, yeah. it is impressive it, it just smacks into buildings it crushes a bunch of stuff and it from being shot up it looks it is beat to hell so it, it looks great hmm. yeah. it could kind of work into this yes they gave it a very nice new damaged texture yes so it crashes, and Primal says, This is it, people. The beginning of the end. And as the Matrix is my witness, Megatron will not get those sparks. Just as a huge wall of drones rises around this crashed head. And that's the end of the episode. It's a really good, good-looking ending there. Well, that, that is a great cliffhanger. Yes. Just the, the directing and everything is very nice and dramatic. Yes. And the, and the music's rising, and that, yeah, that, that's how you end an episode. It's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, so this, you know, this this is, there's not a lot to talk about, because this episode is almost all action. Yeah. yeah. And it is very good action. Even the running is uh, is superior to previous Beast Machines running. <laughs> They've gotten better, because they don't focus running. on it for as long. Early last season, it's like, Long stretches, like minutes of running. Now, now it's just like a couple seconds here and there, just to show you we're running. We're running with purpose this time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they have They're somewhere to, to go. a place instead of just away. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's very well animated. The directing is good. Uh, everybody's voice acting is, of course, on point. I think uh, David K is getting better as the series, and you know, and he's always good, but his he's really uh, growing into the role at this point. Yeah, you know, his, his, I'd his malevolence. Say it's the other way around. He's yeah. kind of they've kind of dropped the whole cold and emotionless versus bestial rage gimmick they had going in season one, and he's 
drift back toward being the Megatron we all knew and loved. Yes, yeah. yes, you're you're definitely right there. A little less, well, okay, the fact that he's floating a diagnostic drone does add a level of camp, but Beast Wars Megatron always <laughs> had like this, just just a hint of being too theatrical. Well, now yes. he doesn't quite have. It. I mean, th- this was a man who you know directed battles from his hot tub with uh, with his rubber ducky. <laughs> so good though, so good. He's the one. He makes conquest lots of fun. <laughs> Man, I, I, I could go for a rubber ducky cameo. Here. Yeah, especially with... I don't uh, think it's happening. Especially with the diagnostic drone holding it, it'd be even cuter. Because <laughs> it'd be almost oh, as big man. as him. And that could squeak it. <laughs> so yeah, this is it, people. Two episodes left. What will happen? Who will live? Who will die? Dun dun. Find out... When you join us next time. Find out 16 years ago. <laughs> yes. What? Or, you know, you know, buy the DVDs. You know, oh, yeah. Buy the DVDs. It's a good show. Yeah. It's, it's worth it. Yeah. So, but, you know, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Facebook, and we are on Tumblr. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net. Uh, we have a Patreon set up to help us with hosting and other related expenses. Uh, you can find that at patreon.com, Iacon Underground. And, of course, uh, you can f- uh, find us on iTunes as well. Please rate and review us. And if you'd like to uh, let us know how you felt about this series, then write into the Maxim Mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. So please join us next time for the second part of this Series ending trilogy, Endgame Part 2, When Legends Fall. Aw, it's not dirt. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> boy, it would, uh, it would make sense, though, with the, uh, with the whole theme of the series. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Like home soil. Yes. So, it, but until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. That is a movie. Is that oh, is that Robert Redford? What? Oh no, that's uh, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, it's a western uh, and, a, and a young Brad Pitt. Oh, Wait, great. A western set in World War One. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a like a sort of generational thing. Oh. So it's yeah, it spans from World War One to like the twenties, and then I think there's like a scene at the end where everybody's old. Oh. <laughs> it's like uh, second season of Digimon. And uh, also, Bart the Bear's in it. Oh, Bart oh. the Bear. Famous Noted ursine thespian, Bart the Bear. <laughs> oh. The most known, well-known sure. bear actor. 
I mean, listen, if you see any movie with a bear in it, made during his lifetime, it's mm-hmm. probably Bart the Bear. Clan of the Cave Bear, Bart the Bear. <laughs> uh, that movie, The Edge, with uh, Alec Baldwin, Bart the Bear. I don't think I've seen any of these. Uh, the movie, The Bear, Bart <laughs> the Bear. Uh, I don't think he was the bear uh, in Prophecy. No, I, I because I don't think that's an actual bear. I think that's like no. a dude in a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Meet the Deedles, which is a movie I saw in the theater. <laughs> Bart the Bear. Okay. Why? It's, uh, they're, they're like these two surfers who become uh, park rangers. Uh, and there's like an evil, deranged park ranger played by Dennis Hopper. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Freddy Krueger is like his henchman. Oh, uh, yeah. Robert Englund. Yes. And yes, saw this in the theater. <laughs> the uh, the the weirdest, stupidest forgotten movie that I've I've seen in the theater was uh, which I I can barely even remember. I just remember the trip to see it with like some friends, family. It's a movie called Hot to Trot. Uh, Hot to trot. Yeah, I've heard of seen that, that many, many times. <laughs> Thank you, HBO. <laughs> oh, that's times? with Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. I have probably seen that movie ten times. <laughs> Why? Oh my God, that's a talking horse movie? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stars Bobcat Goldthwait as an investment broker, Dabney Coleman as the head of the company Bobcat works for, and John Candy as the voice of a horse that helps Bobcat's character make smart decisions in investing. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds amazing. It does, doesn't it? It's bad, but it's oh, not... It's also got uh, Virginia Madsen. Entirely horrible? <laughs> I mean, it's got a talking horse. Oh, hey, and a small role for Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> oh, is that the role oh, he reprised when he got the Affleck job? <laughs> oh, this is a, this is amazing. Uh, in a 2011 interview, Bobcat Goldthwait said he got the script for Hot to Trot and wrote, Why Would I Do This on the cover? To which his manager responded by writing a dollar sign on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the movie. Accurate. Also, apparently the original cast for the film included Joan Rivers in the Bobcat Goldthwait role and Elliot Gould as the voice of the horse. Oh, that, that would have been worse. And now I'm reminded. <laughs> now I'm looking at Bart the Bear's uh, IMDb, and I'm reminded of a movie I really liked, The Great Outdoors. Oh, that's Ooh. also with John Candy. John Candy yeah. and Dana Rucker. Yeah, that, that. I saw that movie a lot too. I don't remember if it was actually good though. Um, I'm gonna I don't say know no. That it was. I mean, I know Hot to Trot was bad. Actually, I periscopes still hold up. I, I Bart the a, Bear was good in it. Yeah, Bart the Bear. I have a Bart memory of it being great. fairly good. But all, all I remember about uh, Great Outdoors is, is the scene with the bear and John Candy's reaction to the bear. <laughs> Big bear. Oh, apparently uh, Big bear Bart, his son, Bart the Bear 2, is also an accomplished bear thespian. Oh. oh. He was in uh, We Bought a Zoo. Oh. oh. Fancy. I, Bart the Bear 2 Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> no. uh, electric Bear Galoo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you do this to me? I, you know, you went into this knowing that I loved bad puns. Yeah, that's true. Also, bad celebrity impressions. 
I'm, I'm afraid it's a package deal with this, uh, these dulcet tones. Yeah. They're connect- my, my golden larynx is connected to my stupid brain. <laughs> oh, it's got 40 on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that is a bad one. It's not I was that confused bad. with uh, Summer Rental. Oh. Summer which I believe is also John Candy. Yeah, uh, John Candy, su- summer, summer Rental, John Candy, uh, Rip Torn, and uh, John Laroquette. Great. Oh, I oh my God, that sounds. That sounds. Uh, so sadly, old. no Bart the Bear. Mid eighties. Aw. I believe it involved. I believe at the end, Je- uh, John Candy wins like a, a sailing race by using a giant pair of pants as a sail. <laughs> Oh. I don't think I saw oh. this one as much. Okay. But I probably did see it. <laughs> Ooh, well, that one's got a 15% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, wow. Oh, hey, that was filmed at St. Pete Beach near St. Petersburg, Florida, so I have almost certainly been to the filming locations of that movie. <laughs> my uh, my grandparents used to winter there. Ah. I still can't get over how well... Rob Schneider is used in the movie Down Periscope. <laughs> it may be his only good movie. <laughs> because he's gone by the halfway point, and you're set up to hate the character and then cheer when he's gotten rid of. This is oh. true. This is true. Oh, no, actually, I guess he's also in Demolition Man, and I enjoy Demolition Man. Oh, yeah, he's okay, but he doesn't do much there. No, apart from that, it's... Oh, jeez, he's been in so many Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't um, I believe I enjoyed Home Alone 2 at the time. Although I probably can't go back to it now because Donald Trump's in it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's ruined for everybody. Thanks, fascism. And I can't remember if I've seen Knock Off, which is Rob Schneider and Jean-Claude Van Damme, where they're trying to take down a ring of uh, knockoff gene manufacturers. Uh, that sounds like the plot of that Dennis Rodman movie where the whole thing was a joke on how horrible the idea for the movie was. Is that Double Team? I think that was the one, yeah. Double Team. I think that's with... Oh, I think... I think Mickey Rourke's the villain in that. <laughs> cool. hmm. Like what a post... Like in between his periods of career success, it's Mickey Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> so basically just Mickey Rourke. The only thing I remember about that movie is the trailer in which uh, Dennis Rodman throws a grenade, misses, and then says, Airball. Oh. Uh, oh, God. No. Why? No, why? <laughs> <sighs> and yet I still think he might be a better actor than Michael Jordan. Oh, well. Yes? But is he better than Shaq? And, you know, I think Shaq might be the best basketball player turned actor. Oh, wait. oh, yeah, Barkley was bad. So, yeah, I guess Shaq... I mean, well, Barkley... Be... I mean, I like Barkley, but I, he doesn't really act much. No, he, he can't... Except as Charles Barkley. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so y'all y'all have fun with your, your wonderful conversation. I guess I, I Shaq at least later. tried. Okay. okay. That's more than you could say for most... I, I still want Caddy Shaq to happen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that... Oh, man, why has that not happened? Oh, no, wait, obviously the best uh, basketball player turned actor is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane. Oh, I haven't seen Airplane before. No arguments there. Sorry? No arguments there. No. And then David said he hasn't seen Airplane in forever. Oh, okay. 
Uh, apart from that, uh, all I'm thinking of is uh, George Murison. Oh, are we still recording? Uh, I don't believe... Oh, okay.